August is almost over, and that means the Kind of Funny Patreon pledge drive is about to wrap up. If you love what we do, please know we couldn't do it without your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. And it would mean the world to us if you tossed us a sub, even if it was just for a month. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 22nd, 2023, a.k.a. the day of Gamescom 2023, opening night live, that is. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I am joined by the new face of video games, Blessing at AOEA Jr. Good afternoon, Tim. I'm joined by the master of hype, Snowbike Mike. Wonderful afternoon, Tim. And I'm joined by Game Over Greggy himself, Greg Miller. You said Thursday and I, I, my heart stopped. I was like, it's not Thursday, is it? Wow. Tuesday. You're Tuesday. so right. You're so right. I'm it doesn't matter. I, I'm not Tuesday. even trying to correct you. It's not even that. It's just like, I was like, what day is it? <laughs> there was definitely some like dyslexia going on there where I was like looking at the Tuesday and the August. And for some reason, it created a Thursday in my mind. August is How like that the Thursday of months. That, that's exactly yeah. where my head's yeah, at. Yeah, no, I feel you. I understand. Thank you. No, I got Because I know that sounds crazy. Yeah, no, but I, I totally understand that. what you're talking about. Totally believe that. Anyways, here's the thing, guys. We're about to break down everything we just saw during opening night live 2023. Jeff Keighley's latest endeavor. Um, of course, you can watch our live reactions over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games if you want to see us live react to everything but now that we've got a chance to see it all we're going to give our thoughts overall on what we just saw uh thing by thing game by game movie by movie potentially a lot of stuff Zack Snyder by Zack Snyder stage crasher by stage crasher wow exactly there were highs there were lows there was everything in between Uh, but of course this is kind of funny games daily where each every weekday we get together to talk about all the video game news that you need to know and we do it live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you can't watch live that's totally cool you can watch later on YouTube youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com as a video but if you want to listen as a podcast search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you but here's the thing everybody joey just told you at the top of the show but if you want to go above and beyond you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny uh where you can get the shows ad free you get a whole bunch of bonus content including a new episode of kind of beauty we just did yesterday where one of the questions was name a ratchet and clank weapon and let me tell you that's a lot. As a man that loves Ratchet and Clank, I was sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, oh man, I can think of them. I just can't think of the names, Mike. What you the got? The razor one? blade one where you shoot off. That's not blade. a name. That's oh, not yeah. a name. Mike, name the, the shears. Mike, name the best boss battle in the Metal Gear Solid series. Well, it's definitely not that old guy. So if I had to Come pick on. one, the it end? would be like liquid. He hates the end. That was such a boring fight. Because he only watched oh, it. That's the problem. Over there, Barrett, over there. He crawled it's over the there. It's the peak of the Metal Gear back stealth gameplay. Game you can go check out that episode on Patreon. It was a fantastic one. Uh, shout out to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool, Delaney Twining, and Logan Delaney, the Delaney Brothers, Delaney uh, for helping us out over there on Patreon, just like you can. Uh, today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. I want to get right into it. What did we think about Gamescom opening night live? Greg Miller, I want to start with you. Oh, yeah, it's time for the news. We have one story today. A baker's dozen. Exactly. Uh, Greg, what would you give this year's Gamescom opening night live on the kind of funny scale of one to five? 
I was hoping you wouldn't start with me so I could coast and I can bounce off. No, 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 because that'd be a cowardly move, and I'm no fucking coward. You don't coast. I also know I'm an uggo thanks to Mike. Mike revealed that I'm fucking ugly on this stream, but you know what I mean? I think I was stunned. I was like, oh. Oh, you're hot? (laughs) You're sexy was the word. (laughs) Two hours. I, here's I'm gonna say it. I'm just gonna throw out there what throw it out. And in the chat, I know I see you over here. You're not gonna like it. I'm aware. Uh-oh. I'm gonna say it straight to your face though. For Gamescom opening night live, which again is what we were reviewing this on and doing on this. This was a four out of five. This was great. I had a lot of fun. Granted, a lot of fun with you guys and eating wings and talking shit and doing whatever. But even looking through it, like I even the games I wasn't into presented well. I wasn't sitting here going like, I am bored to tears. Some things went on too long. This, that, the other, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, in, you're gonna be, I know they're going to call it. A, what about the people popping in and they're saying like, oh, we're going to give you the awards. We're going to show you some cosplay shit. We're gonna do this. It's like, it's Gamescom. That has to happen. That is what this show is. Again, I saw earlier in the chat go by. Someone say, oh, man, Jeff needs to drop Gamescom and just keep it to Game Awards and, and uh, Summer Game Fest. And it's like, yo, this is like. This isn't even really Jeff's thing. He partners with Gamescom. They hire him to make this show and do this. He's getting the bag for it, and he's bringing his friends together. Like, would you? Would I? You know, I, I wasn't hyped coming into this, which helped. I came in being like, all right, I'm gonna do this thing, and I had fun, and I saw some cool games. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it was a, again four out of five, right? But I would sit through it all again, and it could be all terrible. Game. It could be all PC games if you were gonna drop that Crimson Desert on me Ooh, one more yeah. time. That was dope. That was an awesome trailer. Definitely, awesome. I had a lot of fun today. Snowbike Mike, what about you? Big, I like you saying that. I'm on a three out of five. I think it was an okay presentation. I think it was a good three out of five. I like what Jeff has done. I like what Greg, of course, explained to the audience right there. Of like knowing what opening night live is, right? It's the kickoff to the big Gamescom convention. And the big goal is like sharing the games that you're most likely going to go get hands-on time with at the convention itself. Did it have some really fun games to watch that showed off very well? Heck yeah, did. There were some great trailers that speak to a wide breadth of audience, which I thought was really, really awesome. Were there some moments where we really got in the mud and slowed down? Of course, that happens all the time. Call of Duty overstayed its welcome. They probably should have showed the you, multiplayer Roger map. was out here freaking out. You were having a great I time. I had a great time. I'm just saying it showed poorly. It should have showed the multiplayer maps, or if you do want to show off, hey, this is the open mission structure that we're promoting, you need to show it in different facets. You need to that. say, hey, Blessing went up top. Oh, Mike went through the sewers. Like, you have to do it like that. You can't just show me going into prison in Verdansk and going, I'm left, right, and center. Like, it just doesn't look good, team, right? But other than that, there was this was an all-around fine, fun show. So nice three out of five, high three out of five for Mike. Plus. Yeah, I'm also at a high three out of five. I think it started off really, really strong, right? Early on, we had that Starfield live action trailer, and I think that blew all of us away. The Little Nightmares 3 announcement was really cool. I know Roger was in the other room going crazy. Black Myth Wukong had a fantastic trailer. Crimson Desert had a fantastic trailer. Like, there was a lot of energy in that first, I'd say, first fourth of the show, first third of the show. But then I think we did get into the mud a little bit where I found myself getting a bit uh, uh, a bit bored when we reached uh, Fort Solace under the waves, the first uh, the, the first Descendant. And like parts of these games look cool, right? Even the first Descendant was one we're starting and I'm like, all right, another one of these. And then you see more of the gameplay and you're like, oh, actually, no, this looks really cool. Um, but I think for me, there was still this level of, all right, it is. it feels like a lot of sitting around, listening to people talk, watching trailers that aren't paced the best and i understand that it is gamescom it is opening night live this is kind of what what it has to be but i don't think that removes it from the context of 
we've seen what five out of five showcases look like. We've seen what four out of five showcases look like. And like, you know, Gamescom is not the one that I'm looking forward to out of the, the Jeff Keighley trio, right? I'm going to be so excited when we get to the Game Awards. I'm going to be so excited when we get to Summer Game Fest. Gamescom is another year where when we get to it next year, I am going to be like, all right, what are the big what are the big games we think about when we think about Gamescom and what closes it? All right, we got uh, a Dead Island 2, uh, 2 announcement last year. We got uh, Saints Row a couple years ago, and this year we got another showing of Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2 looks really cool, right? But that is not on the level of showing off a brand new game that we could get at a Game Awards in the case of an Elden Ring and stuff like that. And so um, I still thought it was a good time, though. Like, I'm, this is not a bad showcase. For me, 3 out of 5 is a good score. Like, that is, you are good. You're solid right there. And so that's where I'm leaving it, even though there are, I, I, there are some highlights here that I'm sure we'll get into. Really quick, Tim. You know, I asked you, I was like, how do we improve upon this? Is this the year that Jeff like blows us out of the water? I want to walk away saying this was an improvement. This was, of course, he has the games, right? Like we are in a year mm -hmm. stacked with some killer games. So, of course, it's going to be a little bit easier to show all that. But like it felt like this was a much more fun show to watch than last year's show. So I think there are improvements being made to this opening night ceremony that makes it like, oh, this is worthwhile to watch. Yeah. Right there with you. This, to me, is a very solid three out of five. I feel like I always go into these um, showcases, conferences, whatever they are, wanting answers to questions we're asking, wanting surprises. And I feel like while we didn't get too many surprises in terms of announcements, we did get surprises in terms of seeing some games like Crimson Desert that made us all go, oh, wow, we might have heard of this before. We might have seen it before, but I'm being surprised at how this looks. It is now something I'm like looking forward to. And in terms of answering questions we're asking, getting the release dates for Sonic, getting the release dates for Tekken, like that's what I'm looking for here. So I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied with getting that stuff. I feel like this is the best opening night live that we've seen thus far. I think it is finding its footing that we've talked about for a long time. This kind of being that middle show that allows more of a preview focus, more of a, you already know about this. Let's go a little bit deeper into it, which I think is a very tough thing to show. And I think that that is a harder thing to create um, extremely compelling and exciting content out of, especially over two hours, because um, there's a lot of known quantities going into it. But then also if the game's not for you, you already know it's not for you potentially. So I feel like there's that tougher sell of them being like, you're either in on Alan Wake or you're not. You're either in on all the Hoyoverse stuff or you're not. And so it's like, um, you know, that little bit of, we always talk about, Greg, going back to the, the days of PSX and stuff of like, there's going to be 20 announcements and hopefully three of them are for you, that type of thing. Yeah. I think for a show that's more focused on deep dives, that gets a little more challenging just for because sure. like we are expecting more and it's kind of delivering lords of the fallen is going to be delivering for people that are looking for the update on that game as opposed to hey here's this fun announcement but having said that i think this did a good job of doing that i feel like it wasn't boring i feel like there was some i have criticisms of the pacing but i feel like overall it worked uh, i'm with bless and and mike to the extent of there was uh, the get into the mud part of the show, and I don't think there's ever getting away from that. I think the show could have improved in certain ways, but overall, I'm not really going to ding them on the um, the pacing of this one. I feel like there was a, a lot of great stuff. Um, uh, the game showed well, I think, is the, the most important thing. They're, they're varied. They're cool. Um, I always want more excitement. Like I, I, I feel like this is such a great example of how one of these shows can go. Does one of these shows need to happen? That's a different question. But the fact of the matter is, Games, Gamescom exists, and I do think that this is a excellent kickoff to uh, the people being there, being able to play this weekend and all of that. Watching from home, it's a little bit of more a mixed bag for me, where I'm like, I personally much prefer a Game Awards or Summer Games sure. type thing mm. of announcements, where it's like this type of thing. It's like I 
I don't know. I, I don't know the future of this in terms of like how how excited I'll ever be for one of these. But hey, if it's a three out of five, I'm okay with it. If it was a two out of five, it'd be more of an issue, you know? If we were in Germ and if we were in Germany right now, would you want to go to this live? No. Right? Like that's what really this is. It's like the pre to the big convention. This is the night before. Hey, instead of going getting blasted at the bar, why don't you come out why and hang out both? with all your gamer friends? Like, would you want to go to this? I 100% would want to. This is two hours in the big convention hall, getting to see games, developers come out. I think this is really fun. I like this. No, Tim, you and me, we would go out and we'd go get some sauces since we're in Germany and Cold get sausage. just like a bunch of Kolsch. That'd Kolsch. be a fun time. Yeah. Get blasted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's something nice about having this celebratory thing that you can go to, right? Because when you're looking at Gamescom, you're talking about a lot of fans, but you're also talking about a lot of people that work in the industry and are also developers. And so for me, if I'm in Gamescom, if I'm at Germany, for sure, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go to the two hour thing, uh, two hour show uh, that Jeff Kelly's throwing on, uh, sit next to my friends, cheer for the homies that I see go on stage, cheer for when I see Troy Baker get on stage, right? Like, I think that's a fun environment regardless, right? Like, I think we're in a very unique spot of looking at this through more of a critical lens because most people don't do that. Most people just show up and like, have fun at these things, right? But I think for us, there is this level of, all right, this is this is setting the tone, right? Like, what does this look like in terms of how we view showcases as a whole? And I think when it comes down to it, yeah, like I think there's space to do better, but I also think that these do get better year by year. Like, I think it's marginally, like I don't, I, if I had to guess what my last couple of years were for, um, or scores were for the last few years, I'll say I probably gave Gamescom last year a three, maybe before that gave it a three also, right? Like, I, th I feel like this always hits that consistent level of, all right, well, that was fine. Like that was a that, that was a show. I think eventually we could get to a four, and that just and that mainly depends on what that divvy up looks like as E three starts to go right. Like by next year, when uh, Jeff Keighley has even more power and he is able to like go, okay, this is at Summer Game Fest, this is at Gamescom, this is at the the Game Awards. I think you find the opportunities to even out the shows throughout, but I think this is just where we're at with... I don't think that'll ever happen, though. I think it's back to what this show is and what Gamescom is, and I think, again, as Jeff gets more and more control and publishers see more and more value in SGF slash that E3 time frame, right, I think you'll continue to see that information go, so Gamescom has to pivot and be something different, and again, deep dives and longer stuff and getting into it, that may be a turnoff if you're not into the game, and again, that's why I'm saying I think this is a great presentation for what it had to be. Mm -hmm. This isn't a great... Uh, SGF conference. This isn't a great E3 conference. This isn't a great game awards. This is a very different thing. Yeah. Is this a showcase? Right. Like, truly and honestly, is this a showcase? No, not really. It's the kickoff to a games convention where it's showing you the games that you're probably going to play. I don't really look at it as a summer showcase where it is the big reveals and all that jazz. I think there's, he's got three different things he's touching that are so drastically different, right? Yeah. We all come to see the games and hope for big reveals, but like, he's got a game awards show. He's got a summer fest where he actually reveals the big marketing push. And then he's got somewhere he's got to make a fun opening night ceremony, essentially, just like the Olympics that are fun to watch for people to come to and spend their time before this. He's got three different things that all I think he's doing well with. If they're different things, they need to be treated differently, though. I think that, that's the thing is like they're, I, they don't the, feel different, though. They do feel different to me. Different. You say you do things? I feel like yeah. they feel different. I, yeah. I think, I mean, they do feel different, but in terms of like, like the way that they're promoted, the way they're talked about, it's like really the only major difference is the amount of hype around announcements. It's like our games being announced or not is really the biggest difference between Game Awards, Summer Game Fest, and Opening Night Live in terms of 
the way that the them being a showcase is presented. Uh, and I feel like they did a great job of, yeah. of managing those expectations. But when you manage expectations to not be too hyped or excited for things, then yeah, you get a three out of five when you accomplish your goals. They accomplished the goals here. And I said this during the, the live event, but I do think by far this was the best Gamescom in terms of uh, the the lack of commercials and advertising getting in the way. Of course, there are sponsored moments that pays the bills and all that, but I feel like that stuff, like it was Game Pass essentially and like Armored Core and things like that that were... Um, really showing uh, shown that way, but I like that. I feel like, hey, reminder: Immortals is out. Armored Core is coming like in a couple weeks. It's like, yeah, that's that's the point of this type of thing is to like keep celebrating games, promote these games that we're gonna hopefully be talking about during Game Award season. Um, let's get into a breakdown, item by item, of what was announced, shown at opening night live. Started with Starfield getting a musical performance uh, by the on a, on a composer. small grand piano. A very small grand piano. Yes. It's cut in half, some would say. crazy. Uh, playing the Starfield theme. Starfield, of course, very, very, very imminent. Um, we got the, the cool launch trailer uh, that we love to see. Live action. This was legit awesome. Yeah. This very, very cool. This is yeah, yeah, super yeah. dope. And then Todd Howard came out and made it even more fun. Like That's a strong start right there. That was dope. That was Again, good. very different than what you'd see, I think, at a SGF or a, one in some ways. But you know what I mean? In terms of what you'd get from the other shows for a game that is imminent. Let's not do a gigantic deep dive. Let's do the little presentation with some music. Let's show you the brand new ad. That is cool. It was well done and well shot and got me hype. And then, of course, yeah, have Todd come out and uh, talk through some of the more, hey, this is what we wanted to make and why and show you this stuff and remind you of what this is. A game that even though we all think about it all the time in terms of being imminent, we still haven't seen that much from publicly yeah. mm. also yeah. this risk people crash the stage yeah i was gonna say like it's it's like you, i feel like you gotta stress how tough it is to like be on stage and be at a presentation like this where you know so many people are watching right and like you know when you're in the midst of introing someone like todd, todd howard that the, that the audience goes crazy for to have somebody crash the stage right before that is really rattling so like shout out to jeff keely for being able to kind of keep it together and be able to transition out of that into, into the I mean, Jeff, a uh, consummate professional. I assure yeah. you, Greg would not have this reaction if you crashed a Dice Awards or whatever. I would especially wrestle you to the ground right here. Tombstone when I push, pile drive Push this you. motherfucker away, right? And I hate that he's wearing an Austin 316 shirt. Yeah. Don't put this on WWE gamers on top of that. Yeah. This was the first time Jeff had to put up with one, like, in the middle of this, remember yeah, the last one man. guy came at the end and jumped in during the actual game of the year award right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time where someone we are kicking off the show. Jeff is about to find his and you rhythm. Can look at look at how and, restrained he's yeah. trying to be. He's yeah. understandably so angry right there, and so and how slow fucking security was. To stop oh, him. so I, be, I I stepped on you when you're like. There's two. I'm like, no, no. The guy. I thought the guy who came out with his hands up was trying to block the mm -hmm. guy. I didn't realize he was with him. That yeah, other yeah. people were coming to stage. No, Jeff did very well, and like you said, bless, he recovered well as the main goal because you could have easily shut down there, but the guy couldn't shut down. Show's so got to go on. Got to go. It's so upsetting, man. Don't do this shit. Like, I just can't believe that like this is happening. It's so unfortunate that, like Jeff was saying, that like a celebration of games and all this stuff that like. The, the, this creates the need for like ridiculous levels of security that is just like such fucking bullshit. I, I mean, back to back, I guess not back to back because there's nothing SGF, right? But it's one of those things of, yeah, like this is going to ruin it for everyone else. Like yeah. we talked about it at Game Wars last year, right? When it happened or the last Game Wars, right? Where I was like, well, we've always thought it was so bizarre that no one checks your ticket all the way down. Like I could see it next year having it really, you know, partitioned off, right. Of like really stringent security of getting the Phil Spencer's and, and influencer people down to where their seats should be keeping away the public. And you look at this, it's like, you'd imagine it's going to be the same thing. If suddenly the social contract is broken, that you won't rush the stage and say, Bill Clinton wants GTA six. Yeah. Which again, like, 
we come up with something? What are, what, with yeah, something what, what are you trying to do if you're trying to do is this? That, is that kid paying people to go all around no, the world? No, he's just inspired other You know weirdos, what I mean? Is, that, you know? is he paying kids? What is he it's doing? It's like Batman when Batman talks about this. I was looking at the chat. Like, there's uh, article, articles on Dixerto talking about how, like, this kid, this kid, not the Game Awards kid, but this kid does similar things of, like, has invaded other German TV channels to say the exact same thing. Great. Um, anyway, that's just fucking... Don't do this shit. Um, anyways, Starfield kicking it off musical performance just hey this game's happening it's happening soon uh first new franchise in 20 something years it's just wild yeah. so good for them hopefully this works out story number two little nightmares two or game number two little nightmares three um this one from supermassive coming 2024 uh along with the sounds of nightmares a six episode podcast you can get now uh looks like co-op coming to uh little nightmares franchise um i played little nightmares one a little bit and it was, it was pretty cool but I, I don't remember why i never stuck with it but um mike you kind of popped off for the co-op here yeah i really liked little nightmares too and i'm excited to see more of this game i think this is a really good ip very interesting it's in new hands like you brought up earlier yeah but uh yeah i love a good co-op horror experience and i think little nightmares is a perfect game on the couch just like it takes two where you and a loved one you and a family member a friend could play this together and it will make that experience that much better right because like that's how i played little nightmares too was helping my friend play the game right like hey i couldn't get past this can you help me oh yeah i'd love to we're sitting on the couch having a good time the idea that we can play this together co-op i love that i love that like the look of it a lot I'm always a fan of little bird guys. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. I don't know what the deal is, but they're cool. Also, an interesting one of you know, this is Namco Bandai uh, pivoting from uh, the developer, right? They were Tarsiers who had made Little Nightmares one and two, uh, and here we see Bandai, Bandai Namco, uh, you know, doubling down. Tarsier had said this was that number two was their last one, but you know, Bandai could do whatever they want with it. It's their IP, and here we are giving to Supermassive, of course, the Until Dawn people, the Quarry people, uh, the one we are a big fan of, the uh, Dark Pictures Anthology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean to you? Like, are you surprised that Supermassive would be making Little Nightmares 3? There's something about that. That yes feels and a no. Congruent. Like it kind of feels like it. It, it kind of makes sense, right? Little nightmares, their whole horror thing, their vibe of it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, a very different game than what we've seen with all the other, you know, choose your own adventure horror games they make. But that's also been a joke for quite a while, right? The fact that, like, okay, you go from Until Dawn, you start doing uh, the series I was just talking about, Dark oh, Pictures Dark Anthology. Pictures, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, did, like, Rush of Blood and stuff And then like you put that. Quarry, out, yeah, and then you put the Quarry out there, right, and they're all just the same kind of game, a different shade, yes, of course, the Rush of Blood and uh, the other one. The, the, they've done two of the VR games. Oh, yeah, the, the one that came out this year. Exactly. Uh, the, yeah, they're back. different. There it is, nailed it. Uh, but it's like, okay, I'm sure they want to stretch their legs in some way. Yeah. It's just and insane I, how many games they're putting out. I sure. mean, there was, I just in chat, I mentioned the in, Inpatient, which I think was them as well. Like, they, VR, yeah. I think they're kind of like, and I don't mean this in a negative way, right? But like, kind of gun for hire ish of, hey, dude, we're super massive and we make these creepy ass games and we're versatile in our, in our um, ability, right? We make a lot of these types of narrative stuff, but that doesn't mean that, hey, if you show up with the bag, though, we won't do a little Nightmares 3, right? Like, they strike me as one of those, which honestly is good for them like because they're able to get that money in and they're able to um, partner with people like PlayStation, partner with people like Bandai Namco, which they partnered with on... What, Dark Pictures it? Anthology. Dark Pictures Anthology, yeah. yeah. And so you already have that relationship. This was the here. one, yeah, where when they came out and they are like, we're going to do nine of these who did, games who did once the court? a year. Who published the court? 2K. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah. But, really, really interesting out there. Super massive. Uh, Black Myth Wukong was next. This is... Uh, Super, super cool uh, Chinese game. Uh, bless you. You've been excited for this one. Yeah, it's been one that's been going viral for a couple of years now on um, on the internet, and it looks really cool, right? Kind of has this 
action i forget the, the term we came up for it but like that almost souls like type action um gameplay to it but it almost looks like it flows a little bit closer to something like Sekiro or something that is um, like less on the fantasy side and more so on like the, because um, I don't know if Feudal Japan is the correct w uh, uh, way to describe it, but like it definitely isn't like that dark fantasy that we're used to, right? And it looks really cool. The big boss battles look re really cool. The um, uh, All the big boss fights seemingly being like against these fucked up looking animals. This really cool idea, right? Like right now you, you look at the video and you have this tiger drinking out of a pool of blood and then powering up. It looks really cool. It looks really fun. Um, and yeah, this trailer, I think, was another one of like, yeah, this continues to look awesome. Uh, just real quick, going back to um, uh, Little Nightmares 3, Tom Davis in the chat was saying that uh, Supermassive actually helped with Little Nightmares 2 as well. The enhanced on, edition. On the on the uh, Xbox Series X and uh, the, the ports. Right. So. Tarsier made it, but then they are the ones who got it for the next gen. Yeah. So there's some familiarity. But yeah, uh, what about you, Mike? What do you no, think I'm about this that. one? It looked good. Uh, it didn't have the as hype moment as we first saw it right i think when yeah. that like took over the culture and everybody was like oh my god we got to talk about this game it is nice to finally see it again i think that's the big win for me is like put this game back on the map let's get some excitement going on especially at the world's largest in-person gaming convention i know they have a booth down there that people took photos of so it's like let's get the excitement for this let's move towards a release date let's get a date and let's get people playing this game because it looks dope yeah but that's my my biggest thing is the no release date like i feel like the, yeah. the gamescom again answer the questions here so i was a little surprised not to get one for this it but did get a, it looks awesome i believe it got a 2024 not too long ago okay i think maybe like a, maybe a week ago or something but i can double check that um yeah aethrim in the chat saying summer 2024 for that one uh then killing floor three Mike popped huge. Hey, Mike man. popped huge. Grab your friends. Killing Floor. I mean, this is a fun online co-op shooter. Uh, horde mode type vibe. Just a bunch of just scary monsters rushing at you and your friends. And it's just all guns blazing. I've played Killing Floor 2 with my friends. I'm always looking for just a fun multiplayer co-op shooter. Uh, I hope this comes to consoles. I don't know where Killing Floor 2 left off, but I know I played it exclusively on PC. And yeah, this is a good game. If I can get this title for $20 $30 with my friends, we're in for a couple of fun nights. And that's what it's all about. It is currently in development for PC, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series oh, X-S consoles. Yep. Uh, of course, this will be up to five teammates as they battle through, joint forces with up to five teammates as they battle through a war-ravaged dystopian future, surviving unrelenting waves of Zeds, unlocking new skills and building the ultimate arsenal. You know, we talk about games like Warhammer Dark Tide, right? We played that game. There was Vermintide as well. There's like these interesting like co-op shooters and some of them hit, some of them don't. Killing Floor has a fun audience on PC. I like the style of Killing Floor more than what I did with Dark Tide. So if you were someone that really enjoyed Dark Tide, you might like this. If you didn't like Dark Tide, this is something different that I think you'll enjoy. Uh, keeping with the, the, the mic games here, Age of Empires 4 available today stealth release here it was they dropped it on us i am so happy about this because there was a lot of question marks of where are we on the xbox side of things with first party releases we were promised a lot of dates here for 2023 some dates got pushed i'm looking at you forza there was one of course age of empires 4 where we really didn't know 
when this was going to drop, right? We already had Age of Empires 2 prove that it can come to consoles and do well with the controller inputs, and it was very well done, right? So now it's awesome to see that Age of Empires 4 is here, and I think this is exactly how you do it. We don't need a lead-up to Age of Empires 4. It's already been released on PC. We already know what it's all about. I don't need major reviews all over again. I don't need people going hands-on previews with this. We've proven that it can play on a console with a controller. Now it's time to drop this one. You have Age of Empires 2 and now Age 4 on Game Pass on console, cross-play and all that. Yes, big win. Great job on this one, team. Uh, and then next up, I want to talk about Zack Snyder coming out to talk about Rebel, Rebel Moon. Moon. Uh, the movie's coming to Netflix on December 22nd for part one. Part two will be in April. April. Uh, and they announced they're making a game, which is the reason that uh, they're here at Gamescom. Uh, a Rebel Moon game by Super, Super Evil Megacorp. Uh, Greg, you looked up a little more info on, on that. A bunch of stuff we never talk about. Yeah. The games we don't know much about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll smaller titles, games. some mobile leaning, it seemed. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, not too high expectations for this, uh, at this point, I would say. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the movie. I'm hopeful. Don't Are know. You, have you seen yeah. the trailer? Cause we didn't watch the trailer. So I have no idea. No, what but I mean, is. just everything going into this. Like, I feel like, you know, uh, about a bunch about this. No, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Oh, okay. We just know the guy's attached to it. That's yeah. It. Okay. I mean, when you it's got, got Zack Snyder and the Snyderverse attached, come on, let's go. Come on, man. I just know on. it's like, uh, it's what he wants his like Star Wars to be, especially with the name like Rebel Moon. Like I've. I, you guys weren't able to see the trailer when I had pulled it away just because I didn't want us to get taken down on YouTube Live. Uh, but there was stuff that, like, legit just straight up looks like lightsabers and stuff, and it looks very, like, uh, yeah. a little bit generic because of how many things it's pulling from, but there is still something interesting visually about it, and if I have to give any credit to Zack Snyder, I think as a visual kind sure. of director, he knows what to look for, knows what to do, especially with action. So, like, he's doing that stuff again, but in space... Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, from, of course, Super Evil Mega Corp's website, they have some information that they didn't go into about the game, right? Uh, to summarize the details, this is from their blog post. We are making a Rebel Moon game. It is a four player co op action game. It will be exclusive to Netflix members. Hey. Interesting. We are working in close collaboration with the t movie team to provide an additive and detailed look at the universe and factions you'll experience in the films. Netflix games, baby. So let's talk Going about hard. that really quick. Because, like, the developer looks like some mobile titles, right? Because Vanglory, I played mobile MOBA. I liked it a lot. I thought it was very well done. Uh, they have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in that mix as well. You talk about the release schedule of this is in December. The next one, I believe, is April 2024. So we're hoping the game is right after that, right? Like, hey, I, I'm interested in this. Coming as a guy who liked Defiance, and I like the idea of, like, a TV show meets your video game, and we share that world all the time. If this movie is good... You got me. I'm interested. I am. Uh, I'm interested. I'm excited for Rebel Moon. I don't have high expectations for Rebel Moon. The game, I, I think there's not a chance it's above a five out of ten. <laughs> this all sounds terrible to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we're going to keep talking about everything else announced at Gamescom, but real quick, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all know life can be hard. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know from experience how often it just seems easier to care about others and keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love 
above how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. For more balance with BetterHelp, visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny, betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. So the next one, Crimson Desert. I would kind of say probably all of our biggest pop of the show. Let's, yeah. That okay, looked tell awesome. Tell that him. looked awesome. Let's that be looked real, like Tim. game of the show. Every a hundred percent game Shake of the my sh- hand. There oh, it is. There we go, Andy. baby. Two, you get the runner-up award. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Ca- it caught us off guard. We didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, and then you were watching, like, all right, this kind of looks cool. And then they did this, and I was like, well, this kind of looks like Valhalla. And then I was like, well, the combat looks rad. And then it just kept getting more and more rad. It just looks awesome. This open world, run around, do all this stuff. I'm down. Let's go. I like the part where he was carrying a sheep. It's, see, that's sheep. the thing. I yes. feel like the sheep carrying is, was our first. Pop. That was the turning point. And then it just sure. kept going. And there but kept being big moments for then me. Then he pet the dog. He carried the cat. And you're like, what's happening? What's even going on here? For me, it was the moment he was in the sky and kind of turned into a bunch of like crows, it looked like, and then got back onto the horse. I was like, damn, dude. Like, there's some some shit going on here. They're launch- the, the pole vaulting moment. I was, was like, dope over the wall. Yeah. Some, I, I've never done that in a video game that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool that, like, yes, this game is utterly beautiful, but in a lot of ways, it just looks like pieces of things we've seen before but then i feel like they're like no 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 there's some stuff you ain't never seen mm-hmm. hot air balloon rides yeah, yeah. <laughs> it almost it name me a video game you've been in a hot air balloon it almost Dude, looks too good to be true <laughs> yeah uh, and that's my that's, that's my only worry right? about it is that like okay is this really what it's gonna be but i think for the showing they had here it looks really good and yeah toward the end for me it was it the gave, sky islands it gave me vibes and i know this is a high bar but stick with me it gave me vibes of assassin's creed meets the witcher 3 Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I got that kind of thing of like, oh, okay, oh yeah, okay. yeah. and then they does this thing where we went crazy. Do you think you can go to those mountains over there? Little dragon. If you see it, you can vibes. go to it, yeah, yeah. especially as you turn into a weird crow thing and climb this wooden man. Of course, the team from uh, Black Desert, which yeah. I really liked. I loved that MMO. Uh, this is exciting. A single player one. Hopefully, it will control just a little bit better than the MMO. Because of course, you put MMO gameplay on a controller. There's a lot of buttons to try to map and. Yeah. Uh, Bind to, so I hope it's a little bit smoother than that. That's the thing that sold that sold me a bit more because I went into this thinking it was MMO because I'd saw that we'd seen this before at a previous showcase, and knowing it was from the Black Desert Online people, it's like okay, this is multiplayer. All right, is this real? Is like is this really what it's going to be like? But then yeah, learning it's more of a single player action thing has me way more excited because yeah, I can actually believe that this exists a bit more, and all this looks incredible. All this looks like a really good time. Uh, th- that's the game, the Black Desert Online. That's the one with the incredibly deep character creation. Correct, right? yeah. Stuff that will, you're just wowed by every time. Man. And I mean, all these character models look good. This yeah. looks just like Black Desert. This is how good Black Desert looks as well. Yeah, really, really, really impressive stuff there. Uh, next up, we got Payday 3 coming on September 21st. We had a little uh, iced tea. Iced tea. He knows there. something Heist about tea. heists. Um, so, is that you. because he's in, uh, what, what show is he in? SVU? Yeah. yeah. No, no, they no they he, said, do he said in my real life. Oh, he's yeah, in this real life. life. He's yeah. been there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's so September 21st for this one, Mike, you're the biggest Payday fan I know. Yeah. I mean, it's more Payday. If Is he you, the only fan you know? <laughs> exactly. okay. If you like Payday 1, Payday 2, you're going to really enjoy this. It is more Payday. They have added some more bells and whistles to this. Of course, they're moving into the next gen of game development because Payday 2 was quite some time ago, right? But 
if you are expecting something brand new, this is not it. This is payday, right? So you need to know what you're going into. You and your friends need to learn the stealth mechanics. You need to understand how to prep and really execute the heights. Or you're going to be just like me, where one of you is going to mess up immediately, and it's just going to be guns blazing for the next 20 minutes. Thanks, that Washi. to happen all the time <laughs> due to Washi. But, uh, yeah, if you like payday, guess what? Payday 3 is coming, and it is a lot more more good payday. Plus, I, I need to know, this is a mystery flavor. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> it tastes. I can tell you about it. It tastes like see. a mystery. Which year? I mean, which three year? years. 2021 was um, candy corn. Why the fuck do you know that? Well, we they just we rained. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, okay. <laughs> that, I was like, well, "Why do you know that off the top of the dome?" Uh, Twenty twenty. No, insane. Mike just said that he just pulled out the first word that came. Taste out of it. His, How does it taste? It's fruit candy chews. And what did you say? Candy corn. I think it's fruit candy chews. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just looked it up because uh, you know I what? didn't. Little people know corn is a fruit. I don't think that's true. Damn, I I'm from Illinois. <laughs> Next up, we had Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, was there any new info here, or was this just... Uh, was there even a trailer? They said that it was in um, uh, the native oh, language, yeah. right? Was, but I, I imagine that wasn't new information. I, I think it was. Oh, okay. Maybe not, but this was at least the first time that they really showcased it. So I don't know, that's really cool. Yeah. Shout out to that. Cool. Game's coming real soon. Uh, and then we got Stabby Vest. Tekken 8. We got the release date. Finally. The questions being answered. January 26, 2024. Plus, what do you think about that release date? Where were you on January 26th? I was playing Tekken 8. Check the online logs. You can see, <laughs> you can see it. Um, I mean, this game continues to look incredible. And yeah, like coming off of that closed network test, I am antsy for it. This game seems like it's in a place where it's very ready. <laughs> and so I think January 26 makes a lot of sense. It makes me wonder if we would have gotten it sooner if it weren't for the already super packed uh, fighting game year that we're having and Mortal Kombat coming out this fall. But I think either way, uh, January is setting it up for a lot of success. You don't have a lot of games coming out in January. I might be speaking out my ass because I'm not looked at the calendar yet, but I don't think there's a lot of games coming out in January. Um, we have a lot of announcements. That's what we were talking about before. Um, oh yeah, I guess Prince of Persia. By the way, like Tekken 8 is a force, and so yeah. Tekken in general is a force, and so it'll, it'll be fine. That sounds like a great spot, I yeah. think. Right now on GameInformer.com slash 2024, it is just Prince of Persia on the 18th and Tekken on the 26th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. What about so, Justice League? Kill the Suicide Squad. That is set for February the 2nd. Can't wait. Can't wait. And, oh, also the single-player arcade mode looks cool. Um, when it comes to Tekken single-player... Depending on the iteration, you I could be in or out. In or out. I like the Tekken Force stuff, but it's also very dumb fun, right? You're just doing beat 'em up gameplay. Uh, lately in fighting games, the arcade, like the virtual arcades, have been in. Uh, Street Fighter had had um, one as well, right? With Street Fighter the online mode, the online lobby mode. Uh, and yeah, like I, I like that they're doing something different. I think the avatar stuff looks really goofy, but I still prefer this over just going into a menu and watching like. The story for Tekken 7 was fucking terrible, Mike. Like it was oh, it was basically really? like, yeah, it was from like the first person of a dude that was recounting a story. And it, it, it wasn't great. I like stuff like this better. This nice. seems like it has okay. more opportunity to be a, a bit more fresh cool. and interesting. And so um, I can't wait to check it out. I look at this. I'm like, oh, I hate it. I yeah. hate it, man. I, the like, story stuff? It, in direct comparison to Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal Kombat, everything I see, I get more and more hyped. I'm like, I can't wait for this campaign. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. When I saw Street Fighter World Tour, I was like, I don't know about this. And I'm seeing this, I'm like, oh, I'm getting a lot of that. Seeing the first trailer for Tekken 8 with the the, the beach, like the water smashing up against the rocks as, the, as they were fighting, I was like, 
I can see this translating to an incredibly cool single player. Mm. Now I'm like, okay, I, my, my hopes are being dashed, but I'm not the guy that's in there for the gameplay of it. I'm more for like, let's play to get the story and have the, the fun of it all. So my eyes are now shifting to Mortal Kombat MK. 1. Um, but next up, we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Talking about them open world zombies, November 10th. Uh, we get a, a look at, they've been talking a lot recently about the more open world missions. They did not show that. They showed a one of the more traditional cinematic style Call of Duty missions. Mike, you want to take this one? Right, we're going to breach and clear. I'm super excited about this, right? Because we are continuing after Modern Warfare 2. So it is awesome to have Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer coming in to help the team and build out this campaign. Of course, the big news is zombies coming to Modern Warfare for the first time ever. Open world zombies is going to be very interesting. If you played the blackout zombies recently, they really did like black ops zombies. They really did expand the zombies universe instead of just being in tight corridors. It did feel much bigger on like kind of open fields running around back and forth. So it will be exciting to see what is zombies now because everyone loves zombies on the multiplayer side. It is exciting for me personally. I know a lot of people are mixed on the idea of just bringing back the 2007, 2009 Modern Warfare 2 maps. But I love the idea of like, give us those maps for modern times and then they'll release more maps. I believe they said 16 over the course of the lifespan of new maps. So it's going to be cool to go back to those old school maps. And then as for the story in the campaign, very fun idea to open it up and allow you to kind of do the Metal Gear Solid 5 of like, go in and infiltrate how you want to on these different uh, missions instead of just the very linear go from point a to point b to point c to point d and have the big bombastic moments i like this i want them to try last year they tried crafting and a lot of people didn't care for the crafting so what will they do here i'm excited for it more call of duty is awesome mike this being the second modern warfare 3 we've seen it was many many iterations of call of duty over the years is this what you would want most like, are we just at a point that, like, they've given you it all and like and now it is just kind of like, yeah, give me what I, I liked before but in a slightly different package? Or are you like, man, they keep missing the mark because I'm looking for this and they're not delivering? No, this is what I want. I, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind they're delivering exactly what I want. Have they really missed the mark with Warzone? Yeah, I think we really would have had a much stronger Call of Duty community and a Call of Duty product if Warzone 2 didn't miss the mark a year ago or whenever that dropped, right? I think they just kind of missed it from that Warzone 1 super hype into Modern Warfare 2, into Black Ops, right? We had like this kind of phase where everything was firing on all cylinders and then Warzone started to stumble and then we hit Vanguard, of course, and it's like, okay, nobody wanted to go back to that when we were really singing on what Black Ops and Modern Warfare was. We went to Vanguard and that was the big stumble. We brought it back up recently with Call of Duty Modern Warfare and right now we are in a weird phase, right? being purchased by Xbox. People want Call of Duty to now go into a different mo mode than annualization and not being dropped every single year. Well, what does that look like, right? And so you're kind of seeing a small half step to that, right? Like, we're not taking a full year off, but we're also not giving you a full package, right? So, like, where does this fall? Will it feel like a full package to people buying that game? Does it look like that? Does it look like a much more tighter package of like, hey, we're giving you old maps because we didn't want to make new maps. We didn't want to give you a big story campaign. So maybe we only have like eight missions on this, right? So like there's pieces of this that kind of look different, but I'm excited about this. This is what I want. I want more of the task force. I want more Modern Warfare because that's the place I prefer. I think every Call of Duty gamer is different, though, is the best part. Next up we no have two are alike. No two are alike. <laughs> Nightingale. Early access mm. coming Groundhog's Day, February 2nd, 2024. Um, 
Anyone popping off for this one? No, this is the one, like I said, I saw I, I'm, it's a survival game. It's got the whole Mary Poppins look mixed with the fantasy oh, yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Aaron Flynn, formerly of Bioware, is the guy behind this with his studio. I took the demo two SGFs ago and didn't leave going, I must play that, but left going, oh, I could see this being a big deal for those kind of players, people who want to get into that world. They have a whole narrative for why it's happening, the way it's happening, what's going on, and the survival aspect of it. But it doesn't move the needle just because I'm not that type of gamer. February 22nd, by the way. I like it because I like uh, the freshness. I think a lot of these games, you put so much time into these survival games that it starts to feel kind of repetitive of like same biomes, same animals that you're killing and fighting. This one feels a little more fresh of like, hey, there's some weird freaky deaky looking animals in this Mary Poppins world. You're going to go through these different weird portals to go to a new world and maybe grab those supplies come back to yours it looked like when you were building out right each one of those little places that they built out their settlements looks different each time so i am hoping for something right because we've seen games like void train come out we've seen the raft we've played velheim like these are a hot genre right now but i think someone needs to bring some freshness into it i am waiting for you arc 2 with vin diesel but uh I'll wait for that. One day. You're going to keep waiting. I'm going to keep waiting for that. All quiet been, on the West. It's been a while. There, yeah. uh, next up, we had Grand Blue Fantasy Relink uh, coming on February 1st here. Um, Side Games is the publisher. Uh, bless anything? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Anybody anything? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Immortals of Avium had a little uh, section here. Nothing too crazy. Greg, you already talked about this a couple times, but three out of five on, my, on the kind of funny review scale and okay game doesn't live up to its potential. Uh, we did a little thing, me and Mike, uh, during the pre-show for Gamescom. You'll be able to catch it soon as a YouTube short and TikTok. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really good one. If you want to check out Greg's review, we, we had a great 15, 20 minute conversation. If you want to really know about this game, I encourage you to watch that. I thought it was really good. Conversation was a five. Um, then we get into the um, Hoyoverse stop here. A little back-to-back-to-back action with Zenless Zone Zero kicking it off. Bless. What do yeah, you think? Uh, I, I like this segment. Zenless Zone Zero, uh, again, continues to look really cool, right? If you're unfamiliar, it's uh, another Hoyoverse. Hoyoverse being the folks behind Genshin Impact. Uh, it's another game coming from them. Still doesn't have, like, a release window or a re- release date that bums me out, right? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I just want to know when I can get my hands on this thing, but stylistically it continues to, de- to deliver right you got a really cool i don't even know what i would call this i guess cyber i guess cyberpunk mixed with like some really cool futuristic stuff going on here uh but like they still have that similar anime style that they had from from genshin impact and it looks really fun it looks really cool it has more actiony gameplay and some of the stuff they showed off in this, in this trailer is like some weird 2d arcade stuff that looks different and like again i don't know where it fits in the game, but again, it seems weird, right? It seems for weird. them to be advertising this before the game's like really, yeah. Like, hooked. I mean, I, it's one that I think is going to sell people when it's out and everybody shows up for it, right? Like, I think Hoyoverse has done a good enough job um, creating a fan base that now looks forward looks forward to their releases because, like, uh, Genshin Impact already has a big fan base, but then you, you follow that up with Honkai Star Rail, and I've heard such good things about Honkai Star Rail to the point where, legitimately, like once it comes to PlayStation, which is tomorrow, I'm gonna pick it up. I might not pick it up tomorrow because I got like <laughs> eventually I'm gonna hop on Honkai Star Rail to see what what that's about because a lot of people have very glowing things to say. Like they have hooks that bring people in. Now some of those hooks are gotcha stuff, right? And like I like many people aren't. I'm not necessarily a big fa- a big fan of that aspect, but. There is core gameplay stuff that Hoyoverse has in things like Genshin Impact and from what I've heard out of um, Honkai Star Rail that really works for people. And so 
Yeah, like Zenless Zone Zero, I'm already sold on. Like I've seen enough. Like I'm ready for it uh, for it to just have a date. So then Honkai Star Rail coming to PS5 on August 23rd. Yeah. Uh, are you interested in giving that a shot on PS5? I'm gonna give it a shot on PS5. This trailer did nothing for me. Right? Like I, I this trailer confused me honestly a little bit because it was just like, <laughs> yeah. all right, let's show you characters walking around. And like it, it, the trailer felt like they're doubling down on the waifu aspects of the game, which I know is for some people, right? And I'm sure chat will say it's for me. But like I want to see more, more. I want to see what that gameplay looks like. I want to see what that loop looks like. And like they showed none of that in the trailer. It was just like fan servicey type stuff, which kind of unsold me a little bit. But I'm still gonna check it out regardless. Uh, and then Genshin Impact uh, had uh, a bit there too. I didn't catch the news of it. There's going to be a concert coming later this year. Um, Greg, you put down S here. Do you know what that meant? No, I started writing something and then there was like no news in the thing. So. Cool. cool. Will it be a concert in the game? That'd be cool. I, don't I know like in-game concerts. They're pretty but cool. But like Genshin is more single player. Um, like there's some multiplayer, but it's not like a big Fortnite type thing. So I don't know if they'd be able to do that. Uh, then next up, we had Lords of the Fallen coming October 13th. Um, bless you did a preview of this one. Yeah. Lords of the Fallen is a really cool, um, upcoming fantasy action game, right? Has sort of a souls like vibe to it. Um, and yeah, I got to play a few hours of this game and I had a, I had a really good time with it, right? Like it has that production behind it that makes it feel like it is a, soulsy from soft like really good looking environments really meaty combat um the gimmick that this one has is like there are two worlds that are kind of working in tandem um that you're playing in at the same time uh they're called let's see umbral i believe is like the the death world and then axiom is the real world and so cool. when you die in axiom you then rise in umbral and then you have like sort of a second chance at life before you die again and then you have to like um uh, restart at the checkpoint but yeah like it seems really cool the last lords of the fallen game was forever ago and one of the things that the dev talked about when we were pre when he was showing me the preview was the fact that this one is um more modern it's more grounded it's more gritty it's more bloody it's more um realistic and it's darker and so like if you if all those buzz terms sound good to you that's what you're getting out of this and even if you look at gameplay footage like so much of it is bloody so much of it is gory so much of it is going for that almost like shock factorness of you know seeing something that, that looks grotesque they are doubling down on all that stuff and it comes through when you're in the in the fights and a lot of the fights were really cool when i did the boss fights right again it is also the bigger than life stuff that you get out of uh a souls like type of game um and yeah like i had i had a really good time when i when i when i played it it sold me on it more like i want to pick it up when it comes out so we are just about the halfway mark through all the different uh, things shown off. So quite quite a bit of things here. There's 38 total. Uh, we're moving on to number uh, 19 here with Sonic Superstars, uh, a date of October 17th. I thought the presentation in this one was a little bit weird. There was no setup for it. It just kind of started and felt very much like a, a commercial. Uh, and this trailer felt very commercially. And I don't think it did its job. I, I'm really... Not sold on this trailer, showing a lot of things that I'm like, oh man, this is what I like least about what I, my fears were for this game. Um, focusing on the multiplayer side of it, uh, we played it. It does feel good. The abilities seem interesting uh, from what we played with the waterfall stuff. And we see something here where there's like many Sonics and all that. But that October 17th release date, I think <laughs> is doing such a disservice to this game. Not just because, oh, we have so much going on, uh, but because that means it's directly in competition with Super Mario Wonder, uh, a game that uh, is also focusing on the four player, four player multiplayer uh two side or two 2d platformer thing uh with you know a classic 
mascot like Mario and Sonic. It's going to be yeah. a tough sell for this one. This is a game that Tim, I it's already... it's not going to be a competition. Sonic no. is just going to outpace uh, Mario 100%. <laughs> I mean, like... He's I faster, think, man. Sega does what Nintendo! 10% or less, man. And, and that's... It's just upsetting because I do think that there's there's a quality game here that that could potentially have its moment, but I I think that they're they're not going to have it because of that. What do you think, Bless? No, I'm I'm 1,000 with you, right? And like, not only is it just Mario versus Sonic, right? But then you throw in Spider-Man Two into the mix, coming out three days after that. You throw in Lords of the Fallen coming out four days before that. You throw in Hot Wheels Unleashed coming out the next day. And I know not all these are big. You throw in a bunch of games that should be running the opposite direction of Sonic Superstars. <laughs> I mean, fair, very fast. fair. But it's just like it's just crowded, regardless, right? It's not even. It stops being about the names of the games at some point. It starts to be. It starts the to be noise. about like the noise, yeah, and just like the. Oh yeah, there's so many different options now. Like everybody's getting split between all these different things, and like. Honestly, the thing that people are going to flock to the most are Spider-Man and Mario. Like, at the end of the day, those are going to be the two winners out of that that period. And so, you know, I hope to see Son- uh, Sonic do well. I hope to see that game come out and prove us wrong in I terms of, so. you know, what all that content looks like. Again, I know we're sold on the gameplay aspect of it, but the art style, the presentation, and, like, the multiplayer stuff is where I want to see that game shine as well. And I think the proof's going to be in the pudding. I think, you know, once we get our hands on it, that's going to be the the when we can make that judgment. Really quick, uh... How likely is it, even with, like, an announced date, do you think they try to push it at all at this point? I mean, I think if they were going to, I think they would have already. Like, they've known these dates f- for months now, right? Mm-hmm. And like the, we've known this date. Like, we've leaked. known this date. Yeah, yeah. This, this date leaked in, uh, what, June? June-ish. It's been yeah. out for months. And the fact that they've gone to the point where it's like, hey, let's announce our release date, and that is the release date they announced, that makes me think that they just don't care about... Um, the other things going on that they're just like hey you know we're just gonna keep this uh this course i wonder if it's a thing of in november they already have a couple of games coming out between persona 5 tactica and um the yakuza game coming out maybe they're like hey sega already has a packed november we don't want to move sonic there or maybe they don't want to move it out of the year either maybe they want to get it out before holiday like these are all things mm-hmm. that i think could make sense but october just is wanted to pose it. the question yeah, yeah. I wish they would have. I mean, honestly, I think the move. Actually, I guess this is not really a good move. I was going to say maybe you replace the Sonic release date and the um, Yakuza release date, but that then you were just putting up Yakuza in a weird place too. So yeah, very interesting. We'll have to see. But Sonic Frontiers, the Final Horizon DLC is coming. Um, I had the date here. No, I don't. Oh, for Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, it is. There's new September story. 28th. September 28th. The final new story, horizon. characters, and challenges there. We got a, a little teaser of him turning supersonic. Uh, any chance you're getting back to Frontiers for this? No, one, absolutely us? not. I'm going to be too busy playing Cyberpunk. Then uh, we had First Descendant, a looter shooter. We have an open beta coming September Looter shooter! Looter shooter! Uh, anyone actually interested in this one? Was yeah. this the cool This was one the one with the, with the whip that uh, they started moving. We were like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Movement, traversal, gunplay looking kind of cool on this one. I'd want to try this one. I really want to try it. Yeah, it you cool. do want to try it. Okay. I like a good looter shooter. You know okay. that about me. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, set up a station in there, you know? On PlayStation. If it's possible. Just for you. Yeah. Screw me yeah, over yeah. again. Uh, yeah. I'm, we're, we'll try this. We'll try this. We're always open to trying new things and checking out some fun shooters. Uh, looter shooter. When you think looter shooter, where does your mind go to? Borderlands. Borderlands, right? It's like, is it that kind of looter shooter? Of course, another looter shooter that I think of that Andy loved and I absolutely hated. What was it called, Greg? Do you remember? 
Uh, you know. Where's Jakob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outriders. 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 I loved it, too. I don't know why Andy gets And I feel it. like that one, I feel like this game could be more of an Outriders type can of I vibe. See, Bear, can you toss me out the trailer again? Show me some, 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 show Where's Andy? Bring I'm, I'm going to mute your mic in a second. <laughs> I got three other ones to find. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. Yes, we're looking up the first descendant from Nexon, again, with the September 19th through 25th beta. Nexon big here. Nexon, Nexon has a big in general. Big? Big? Big. Good for them. Not EA Sports big, you know. Just next on college fucking football. Come on, Tim. You think about college football starts on Saturday. So my my thing with this trailer, when they introduce a new game, but yeah, also true. (laughs) I I rolled my eyes real quick at looter shooter just because like, Uh I mean, I think the first thing I brought up was Godfall. I know that's a looter slasher, but yeah, still, looter shooters do so little for me. Um, but then and I you saw, saw that helmet. I saw the helmet. Everybody I was like, for the oh, helmet. that's weird. But then like she did uh, this one thing where like she got the whip and then flew up and oh, it looked man. really cool. It's mama. It does look like mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't get that stranding too. Um, cool. Wait, 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 we're going to get to the good part. We're going to get to the good part. If you're an audio start, thing, Tim. they're doing the trailer. They're putting some stuff in their back. Those invisible. Invisa. Like, oh, okay. There's going to be some. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Jumping snipies. And the trailer keeps looking more and more cool as I like this. Power of the Sun on the palm of my hands. Otto Octavius. It's going to have a skill tree. That. It's going to have different guns. What was, that, what was that game? That, Lost Planet. Lost oh, Planet. Yeah. What's that game? Yeah. Lost, Lost Planet. Planet. <laughs> nobody's okay. talked about Lost Planet. No, nobody, nobody's nobody's talking about Lost Planet. You're right. But the first Descendant, I think, is bringing back the Lost Planet vibes that we okay. all loved and missed. Okay. Preach. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> then we had Under the Waves, August 29th. We've seen this one before. This Played it at SGF. It's you know psychological underwater game. Of course, that screams Greg Miller. I'm excited to try it eventually. August 29th, yeah. I'll be, I'm going to be busy. Sorry, the dance card's pretty full right now. I don't know if I'm tossing in. August 29th, what you doing, Greg? I'll be playing Starfield. You'll be playing Starfield. Let me, let, let me hit him with a couple of questions. Cause I'm very interested too. in this game, but I, I, I am getting mixed signals from you in this game. If I don't know quite where this is. It's to say, Greg, single player, I'm going to cry because I lost my mother? Or is this a Subnautica build my base out and I get to explore the underwater you know, world like in Dave the Diver where I'm in that submarine and I'm getting lost in it? Under the Waves is a narrative-driven adventure game about the engulfing power of grief. Mm-hmm. There's your answer. Done. Wow. You're going to be a great game. Goddamn eyes out. Set in the depths of the North Sea in a techno futuristic 1970s, professional diver Stan is struggling to overcome a life changing loss and embrace a new future. Already I'm in. It Come looks so good. I just want to explore. Is it his wife? Is it kid? Either way, I don't want I don't want Is it his dog? Anything can happen. Break me. Break me, Parallel Studio. I'm a bucking Bronco. I need to be broke. Holy shit. I uh, love that. Fort Solace I was like next. This. It's out today. Everybody, everyone was surprised about that. I was like, is it? And then we Googled the reviews. Man, I was like, Ooh. Zero marketing going into that. Yeah, but right. a couple butthole jokes. I keep Some thinking this. Odd Troy Protocol Baker yes. butthole jokes in there. I missed it. Like, what did okay. he say about his butthole? Uh, Roger, Roger Craig. Oh, yeah, a, Clark. a really bad pre written joke that didn't go over well. Gosh. Oh, that was a pre written joke. I thought that was like a Greg Miller off the cuff. I'm a Bucky Bucking Bronco, and I want to know. I pre wrote that, that too. <laughs> I pre wrote that too. <laughs> it feels off the cuff. And we I'm going to play this, though. I'll talk about this uh, on some kind of funny content. I'm going to play this week. You know, you don't have to play it. 
Yeah, I want to check it out, though. I want to see the verdict from PC you Gamer know, <laughs> is a 40 out of 100. The synopsis is, if Fort Solace was, uh, if Fort Solace really was a Netflix series, it wouldn't get a second season. There's nothing yeah. fundamentally disagreeable here with the intent to harness the cutting-edge tech of Unreal 5 in the service of a short, narrative, heavy game that isn't your typical AAA fodder. Yet it's impossible to ignore that titles such as Gone Home made collecting documents and finding keys more intriguing and even thrilling a decade ago. And none of these visual bells and whistles or voice talent in co- or with no, oh, with none of these uh, visual bells and whistles. In contrast, Fort Solis uh, fails to convince it has convince it has a story that deserves telling or that has the right methods to tell it all the production values in the world can't save it from that look how good mike's hair looks right now thank you you know yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> when uh, oh man when fort solace first came on screen Tim thought it said fart souls, and I think that's really funny. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Someone make that everybody. game right now. Someone make Way that game right now. Devolver fart souls. It <laughs> fart souls right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna text him right now. You're gonna text Devolver? Yeah. <laughs> hey Devolver. Mr. Uh, Mr. Volver. What's her name? Nina Struthers. There it is. Yes. Uh, Expeditions, a Mudrunner game, was up next, followed by the Crew Motorfest. Was this a good idea or a bad idea, Mike? <laughs> I mean, Mudrunner looked dope. Crew Motorfest, that's a tough one for you, Tim. I don't know about See, that. See, I'm on one. the other side of it. I thought the crew looked kind of good. Really? This Mudrunner cool, did nothing. Bro. But I'm also- this one's got a metal detector, an echo sound locator when you're in the mud in the water. I'm sure this will be a better game than the Crew Motorfest. <laughs> but also, I'm just not, I'm not a Mudrunner guy. I texted Devolver and I said, Fart Souls, you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Okay. Do, do we have anything more to say about either of these here? Really quick. I just, uh, bless and I have talked about this a few times. The crew, uh, being set in Hawaii for the next game. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And it having I'm more of a Forza horizon set up to it as opposed to traditional, the crew, I think is a good idea. Yeah. I just need the, ex- the execution to be there. Yeah. I, I had just, Rubicon on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like I just, I just need to see how it feels on the controller and stuff. And yeah. then at that, that point I'll get lost. It's know? also, it's the tough thing too, where like, I, you know what, <laughs> what messed me up? Is that Lego game I was looking forward to? Yeah, that old yes. world racing 2K Lego game. Drive or whatever. 2K Drive because yeah. I played a little bit of it. That and, came and went, and and I realized that like, oh wait, I could just play Forza. Like Forza Horizon still exists, and so I think that's what this game's kind of going up against in my mind of me picking it up and going, why am I playing the Crew Motorfest when I could just play Forza? I mean, dude, me and Greg watched the Gran Turismo movie, and legitimately, I'm not even joking about this. I, I was I liked the movie a lot, but I was like, man, a Forza Horizon movie could be freaking awesome. Oh hell yeah! So that's Fast and the Furious. I, but, but like like really going through with the whole the festival that they're yeah doing the festival the horizon like, festival yeah, yeah the upbeat vibes the colors the music the halo vehicles the announcer like come yeah. on uh, then racing a train we got cyberpunk phantom liberty coming on September 26th they the showed off uh, a bit sick. more here shit so, looks great I'm so excited for this. Um, RPGs are back. They what? are back, and I'm incredibly stoked about this one. I still got to get a redownload and get my feet wet with my Kevin character, like, and I'll be about to go the what rpg of the year conversation might be kind of insane it's because i keep forgetting about cyberpunk coming out yeah because i think that has a chance if this comes through and delivers when we really have a chance it has a chance to be the the cyberpunk we wanted it to be at launch yeah like i think baldur's gate well i'm talking about nominations i'm not i'm talking okay baldur's gate will be rpg of the year (laughs) okay okay or else like there's gonna be something (laughs) wrong uh but like i think when we get to the nominations right like between baldur's gate 3 and starfield coming out and 
other RPGs that have come out. You named three <laughs> now. You've named three. Well, there's Final Fantasy, but people in chat okay, will get mad at me go. for calling Final Fantasy. There's Octopath Traveler too that people always want to talk about. That's the gift of all of our text text back. Oh, oh they're, they're in. in. They're in. Yeah. They're in. We just yeah. made money, y'all. But um, yeah, Cyberpunk. W- looking, f- watching this trailer is a reminder of like. Oh yeah, this might be one of my most anticipated RPGs of the year. Ooh. Like this game, I got to play it at Summer Game Fest and I had such a time, fun time with that preview and looking at the trailer and, and being reminded of all the overhaul stuff they did. They're like, yeah, we are finally making the cyberpunk that we wanted to make that like y'all deserved at launch. And already people like it, right? Like already with the updates we do have, people have turned around on cyberpunk. So you're telling me you're going to overhaul it way even more, more than that? Like go into the skill trees, fix the cops, fix all this stuff. Like, yeah, this sounds awesome. This looks awesome. The new ways to play trailer also highlighted the game's redesigned perk system, showing off some brand new perks that offer players more impactful gameplay options and the ability to take down enemies in thrilling original ways. Enemy AI and combat will also be improved, making fights more dynamic. Another major overhaul revealed in the trailer is the new police system. Police AI has been approved, meaning the NCPD will respond to player actions in more realistic and engaging ways, including setting up roadblocks, attempting to ram players off the road and more. That's just tip of the iceberg on everything that's here. Uh, next up, we had Stormgate, which I was a little upset we weren't getting too much new info on, but then they did announce the Chainsmokers are doing music for it, yeah. so we can all rest easy tonight. Anyway, That'll be interesting, because that's like Blizzard devs making something that looks like a StarCraft slash Warcraft type vibe. So, Are you a StarCraft Warcraft guy? I'm a Warcraft 3 type of guy. So I, I mean, love is this, RTS Is game. this something you're like, ooh, that's my intention. I don't think I will jump into that, but we'll see. You never know. If people are like, yo, this is a fun like RTS, you should jump in. I'll give it a try. The look is there. The look is there for sure. Chainsmokers going to have the beats. Definitely. You saw them once. I've been to a couple Chainsmokers shows in my day. You have? I'll tell you what. It's a good time. The Hans Solo in chat says, Chainsmokers suck, exclamation point. Okay, well, that's not true. That's okay. not true. Well, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> not true. I love you so much, Mike. Uh, then they did the Green Studio of the Year Award. Uh, they went to Xbox. It was Xbox. They're green. Uh, good <laughs> okay, well, that's, it's awesome. Like, like that, that is that's cool. It's cool. They made they made the environmentally friendly Xbox, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Controller. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's the why control. they won. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. They're making a big push on that. They also I think, made some mini fridges. You know that I'm sure are great. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're not we're not doing. They also okay, make a million different Xbox those. controllers. <laughs> we don't talk and about also, Microsoft as a whole, like as a larger company, definitely it doesn't. Have sure, you know, I'm sure. Bill you know? Gates is responsible for ha- for half the, the. Shout out to the <laughs> game oh. for Gamescom for hosting an award like that. That's nice to give some recognition and, of course, most importantly, starting pushing that into the conversation. Hopefully, more. You know, game developers, publishers, giant corporations take note of that and yeah. help us stay on planet Earth a little bit longer. I mean, Mike, it okay? must be really, really exciting to see Xbox win an award on the stage. <laughs> felt good. It already, it already went. Felt back. good. Felt so good. Yeah. DJ ID four, maybe it's already half gone. They go, and they didn't ship any games, so there's like no carbon emissions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trucks driving around. You're crazy. Yeah. That's I'm sure. Yeah, that's that's five copies of Prince. <laughs> five copies of Redfall didn't destroy the environment. <laughs> Oh my God, dude. Oh, we are going to hell. Uh, then last Epoch. Epoch? Epoch, you got it. Epoch. Epoch uh, coming September 7th, the Rune Master. Another action RPG. It's already been out. It's in early access on PC or whatever. Yeah, so you're getting the Rune Master on there. We were talking. Jeff was like, what a big year for action RPGs. Big old Snowbike Mike over here called me out. Are you going to play this one? And then I was like, I don't know. And I Googled and just PC. Get the hell out of here. Mm. Yeah, Greg is, lo- Greg is actively on the hunt for more. ARPGs, which I really like, right? Like, you know, I love a good ARPG. You got bit by the bug of Diablo. You're back on this, and you're like, yo, I would be willing to try new ones. And it's like, okay, cool. Put it on consoles. What was that one? We saw one at SGF, maybe, that we liked, that we thought was cool. I forget in the trailer rundown. Maybe it was Game Awards. Doesn't matter. 
Do you I, think we'll ever fix genres? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, it's really annoying. This is a conversation <laughs> for a different time, but like, I, I, I just will not accept that Horizon Forbidden West is being called an action Path of RPG. Exile. I don't. Even, I so barely even think it's. A, I don't even think it's an RPG. Here's the thing, though. I think is where one of the things, right, is that we're expanding on it. But I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chad. The way I've always understood it, like a Diablo, right, is an ARPG. In the way a Baldur's Gate is a CRPG. Uh huh. So you really wouldn't say action RPG. You would say ARPG and know that that means that. Whereas an action RPG, I think, goes that way with it, where you toss that and you toss in and out. Fair, like fair. we're talking about or whatever. Blurred okay. lines. I know uh, you won't it. No, just, Robin I mean, just in general, like stop. We don't, you know, he's dead, right? Emily Ratajkowski. What? Wait, Wait, Robin Thicke died. No, no. Yeah, okay. Alan Thicke died. Yeah. Don't kill Robin. Robin Thicke. I met Robin Thicke at uh, we met Robin Thicke at the what? No Way Home from at no at um across Sp the oh, Spiderverse. He was there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't talk to him. I'd be too intimidated because he's been. Bless. I think you did. Bless every we single we thing together you go to, you should talk there is, to these I people. did not know that was Robin Thicke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, show me a picture of Robin Thicke, somebody. Oh, man, what This man's learning today what Zack Snyder looks like and what Robin Thicke looks like. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was Robin Thicke? I thought it was just a guy. Oh, my Lord. I thought that was a dude. He was uh, cool. Next up, my boy Ben Brode comes out talking about Marvel Snap. It's on Steam now. You can get it. Um, showed another little fun animated trailer for this thing. I love Marvel Snap. Um... Armored Core 6, get a little trailer for that. It's dropping very, very soon. Uh, when's it come out? Uh, Friday? Friday, yeah, we're going to play it on stream here. You're going to look like a weird metal bug, you know? They all look like bugs. <laughs> we're going to make some metal bugs on stream Friday. <laughs> we're going to check it out. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. Uh, then we had Warhaven coming on September 21st. Early access, yeah. yeah. Early access to E... Oh, wait, no, wait. I somehow missed a bunch of games in my notes, and I swear to God, you're just making shit up. Yeah, yeah. Warhaven? No, real talk? <laughs> I read this. Greg wrote this one down. I don't have it on my notes either. <laughs> <laughs> this might have been the, the Buffalo Wild Wings break. Um, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Warhaven. <laughs> September 21st. Early access Steam. Presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. This uh, is a free-to-play PvP medieval fantasy uh, oh, yes. warfare game. This game looked like Mordal for a second. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Then after Warhaven, we got Mortal Kombat 1. Bless. I, I've never been so excited for a Mortal Kombat game. And I'm somebody who I historically I fucking love Mortal Kombat, right? Like I look forward to every single one. This one is doing things differently. Like the all the story stuff that they're showing off has been some of the most exciting things. I think they've been treating the character reveals all the right ways. Like the the each character reveal trailer is kind of revealing them in factions, right? They're revealing them in groups. And as soon as as soon as somebody mentioned Outworld, immediately I was like, oh, we're getting Shao Kahn. We're going to get Sindel. We're going to get some more Outworld people. And I, I, like, th I, I'm still not sure if this is Shao Kahn or if they're just calling him General uh, Shao or whatever in this game. But either way, I think that's cool, right? The fact that they can take this character who is who you know who he is right and give him this different uh uh sort of angle and like make that seem fresh i love seeing his his move set here i love seeing the axe be the center of of how he fights sindel looks sick like i, I like that they're this is gonna sound ridiculous i like that they're exp expanding on the hair con uh, combat yeah like good all the moves that she's doing there with her hair i'm like this looks insane Do and i have a game for you bless Oh, what was it? Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Oh, I, need get, I need to get back to Bayonetta. Um, but yeah, like uh, that stuff looks cool. Having Motaro as a cameo fighter, having Shujinko as a cameo fighter is fucking insane. Um, but then, of course, Raiden being Raiden being uh, Liu Kang's champion, one is really cool just for the reversed nature of it. But then also is interesting because I could have sworn in one of the first trailers we got. Um, what was his name? My guy, Kung Lao. Mm -hmm. Kung Lao was the champion. 
I could have sworn that was the setup for it is that Kung Lao was going to be Liu Kang's champion. And so I want to know what happened. Or maybe, maybe there's like them? a time jump. Maybe like we, we start off with him and then he dies and then this is like the rest of it. Didn't he set it up that they were brothers? Uh, Who were brothers? No, 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 no. That was Scorpion Sub-Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, for Liu Kang is God. <laughs> Ryan's just a dude. And then Kung Lao, um, who knows what role he's playing, but maybe it's both him and Raiden. I don't know. But I, this, uh, this looks fucking amazing. It looks freaking amazing, man. Like, the gameplay itself is utterly fantastic. But the cutscenes, man, it's just like, dude, nobody does it like NetherRealm, man. I can't wait for this. We're getting so close. Yeah. And I think we've got a banger on our hands. Uh, Ara, History Untold was next up. It was an untold history. Untold history. 40X game. 40X? Yeah. No. (laughs) No. 6X? No. It's a 4X game. It's a strategy game. It's not not 6X. It's a 4X. Oh, you said 4DX. Well, I was thinking about the movie theaters. Okay. (laughs) Think about that time. guys. Fucking keep a little sleepy here. I see his eye. (laughs) Untold. It looks cool. Looks cool. Not my style of game. (laughs) Uh, Then we got Diablo Season 2, Season of Blood, coming October 17th with a new character, the vampire Huntress Eris, uh, played by Gemma Chan. Uh, It's free. Is this Greg? Yeah. Diablo guy here. Yeah. Hey, it's me. Greg you excited Diablo. about this? Is Very this too excited. soon? Is this too? Is the first this right? season was too soon. Okay. There's been a lot of chatter in the Diablo community this uh, past week about people who have fallen off, what Blizzard needs to do, and that, but the, for fixing. But they're talking about like the crazy kids who are playing like gajillion hours and like France, the France of it all. Uh, for me, I still think that season one came too quickly. I would have liked to have more time with just the base game. Uh, but Jen and I jumped into season one and we enjoyed it. Uh, I've played more without her because she's been so busy. Obviously now we're swamped and everything else, yada, yada, yada. But season of blood doing a vampire season right there at Halloween. That sounds perfect. I'm excited to get in there, have some vampiric abilities. Yeah. You know? Very cool. Very cool. Season uh, two. Then next up we had Dustborn, early 2024. Yeah, so Dustborn is a really interesting one. Uh, I have a request for developers. Okay. If you do a preview of your game, please don't make the embargo two months later because I will not remember any of the details. I do have a, so I played this game, or I didn't play this game. Me and Andy watched the presentation of this game at Summer Game Fest. It was about like a 30 minute to an hour long demo. And I was telling you, Greg, that like with every new beat that they showed, both me and Andy were like, wow, this is a Greg-ass video game. I have all my notes here, right? So I'm just going to run through. Actually, no, I'll start this up by running through the Steam description so we can set the stage, right? Dustborn is a single-player, story-driven action-adventure game about hope, love, friendships, robots, and the power of words. You play as Pax, Exile, Con Artist, Anomal, with the ability to weaponize language. Looking for a new life and a way out, Pax has been hired to transport an important package from Pacifica to Nova Scotia across the justice-controlled American Republic. Sounds like a legit reason for a road trip, right? So basically, it's a road trip game with a comic book art style where it's you and your band. Each of you guys have uh, these different ability, abilities, like I mentioned before in the, um, the write-up for it. Uh, Pax has this ability called Vox, where she can use her words as weapons. And so one of the things they, the, that they showed in the, the preview that, that I did were like, her friends were arguing in the car and Pax was getting annoyed by it. So like she eventually just says, shut up. And everybody just quiets down because mm-hmm. that's the power that she has. Um, but all of her friends also have powers. And so her friend Sai uses words to protect herself. Um, and like she can basically alter her body with words. And so like, she, she can like turn herself into a block and stuff by just saying like saying those things out loud. Uh, Is no it one- cool? Because this sounds not cool. <laughs> it- <laughs> 
<laughs> I won't lie to you. When I th- saw it, I was like, oh, it's a speaking game. And it's going to be true. And I was like, that sounds nice. And then that, I was like, that sounds dumb. It, uh, when they said it, I was like, this sounds dumb also. Yeah, yeah. But I think that combined with a lot of other things makes it sound really interesting. Like, it sounds real. It sounds like a jack of many trades. And I'm curious if, or trades, trades. And I'm curious to see, like, how many of those they actually achieve. And so, like, another one they show, <laughs> they talked about is that Noam another character can gaslight people. Uh, so his vocals... Can, I think I might have dated him once. <laughs> hey. His vocals can, can cancel out strong emotion. I gotcha. Um, so they do like a lot of interesting weird can things the, with that. Can we see the trailer again? Barrett, I didn't get any of this from watching the thing. Uh, like a talkie game, and I was like, yeah. Are these people talking? That's great. I like that. The characters all sing because they're all part of a band, and so you'll get into like these mini games where and you... I still got so much. I still have like... So much. I'm shell shocked from OFK. So it's like that turns me off too. Um, w- one of the things that they showed off, and it was like way after they showed us this segment where me and Andy are like, okay, cool. It's like kind of a narrative weird game. This game is an action game. Like there's a segment where we show up to a baseball field and actually sorry, fight people. <laughs> Mr. Anderson says it's not cool. So it's definitely a Greg game. Yo, fuck off, man. Oh, <laughs> See, this looks fun. Yeah. And so like, you know, this, the, the, See, the combat was the part where I was like, this looks janky, but it looks like it's doing enough to get us through it, right? Like, okay. give, so, give us something fresh and, like, get us, uh, get us to the next thing. The thing that stuck out to me the most, though, like, aside from, like, the weird narrative and cool art style and all this stuff, was the fact that as you play the game, you are creating a comic book with your choices. And so oh. you get back to the hub area, and there's a comic book you can pick, you can pick up, and it is telling the story of the things that you just did okay. based on the decisions that you've made in the story thus far. Okay. Um, and so by the time you finish the game, you'll have a full comic book of your adventure. Hmm. I thought that was really cool. And I was immediately, I, me and Andy were like, yo, this is some, some, some Greg shit right here. But yeah, it does a lot. Um, it seems very thoughtful in like the dialogue and how they talk to each other. And it seems like a Greg-ass sort of tone to sure. it, whereas everything's kind of like, you know, soft and mushy and emotional. Sure. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought it looked neat. Like it, it didn't. It blow looks me rough. Away. It didn't blow me away in any single one of his elements. And I'm with you that I think a lot of, a lot of parts of it look rough. But the more they talked about, it, the more I'm like, all right, like you guys are doing something here, and like it seems really different. It seems different from anything I've, I've played. And so I kind of want to check it out when it comes out. Cool. Quick aside, can you believe like good but by Volcano High is out like next week? No. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Is it really? That's insane. Yeah. yeah, we've been building that for a long time. Wow. Uh, next up, we had the penultimate game shown. Thank goodness you're here. It's coming to PC and Switch. Uh, very Cartoon Network-esque look in this one. Semi what used to be Adult Swim, I would say, has morphed into the more Cartoon Network vibe. Yeah, yeah. but of, also uh, like, Hulu, like, uh, like Hulu original cartoon shows, you know? Yeah, yeah. It looked... Uh, it's one of those games you look at it and you're like, I don't know exactly how the gameplay is going to work on this one. Um, yeah, but me, it's definitely for somebody. Mm-hmm. And then it ended with Alan Wake 2 talking all about that nightmare dimension. October 27th. This shit looks very cool. Very, very, very high quality. Very the live scary. action mixing and stuff, I'm not sold on. Uh, them talking about it, I was pretty into it. Seeing it in action reminds me a little too much of Twisted Metal 2012. And like wow. parts Damn. like do you not see that here? Like especially with like the over editing of it all. I wonder. Yeah, how but I wonder how much that trailer. Yeah, how much that's, that's, that's a trailer. In that, the that's dark, what I'm saying. No, the live actions in the game they were saying. Right? Oh really? Okay. Didn't they say that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was didn't they, they have that in the control though? Wasn't that yeah. really Handsome Man like a live action yeah. thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it wasn't like this like on the nose. I think it's gonna be distorted. It's in the dark place or whatever they called it, the nightmare dimension. I think yeah. it's. I think it'll work. I'm with it. I can't wait. I played enough Hellblade. Hellblade did some weird things. Mm. 
I like, it was called I like, Quantum I like Break. Weird yeah, F- I remember Quantum, Quantum, Break, Quantum Break. Yeah, yeah. Well, Quantum Break just had a TV show, TV episodes, right? That, but they had the yeah. characters from the game, like they they mm. crossed over. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, Alan Wake Two looks freaking awesome. So October twenty seventh, I'm proud of them for thinking about the release date, pushing it back. Yeah. Shout out to Baldur's Gate Three and Alan Wake Two for doing what others are scared to do. You know what I mean? Everybody get out of Sonic's way. Don't be afraid. Smart. Mike, what are you going to say? I was just, no, I love Baldur's Gate. Love that you talked about Baldur's Gate it. 3 is so good. Can we just like not play any other video games for the rest of the year and just play Baldur's Gate 3? Well, Baldur's we Gate like 3 is soon coming to PlayStation, but eventually it's I'm not coming playing to Xbox. But that's so far away. Mm, Plus, so if far I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grab Shop today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do, 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 yeah. Out today, we got Guild Wars 2 expansion. Uh, we have Fort Solus on, um, aka Fart Souls, on PC and PS5. <laughs> we have Chicken Journey on PC. We have Immortals of Avium on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. We have The Oregon Trail on Xbox One. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> uh, we have Stone Age on PC. <laughs> WrestleQuest is finally out on everything. everything. Let's go. And uh, Crusader Kings 3, Wards and Wardens on PC. Um... I'm going to check that you're wrong just to see if we got anything wrong, but that feels absolutely Did anybody else forget impossible. that this is KFGD? <laughs> no. I'm just out here. I'm Never forgot time, it. You know? Never forgot. Nothing wrong. Oh, Thank you. Yes, I love you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, and then <laughs> this week's hosts are tomorrow. It'll be me and Blessing. Thursday, it'll be Blessing me. And Friday, it's me and Bless. Yeah, what a squad. Great. I love it. Uh, and if you, uh, we will do anything after this, Mike. Uh, I'm going to play some Kingdom Hearts in Are about you really? 30 minutes. So if you want to see part two of my Kingdom Hearts playthrough, come on back here to Twitch. We're going to shut down for just a little bit so we can stretch, get outside, get some sun on our face. But, uh, yeah, it's looking about time, probably 3 o'clock, top of the hour, to play more Kingdom Hearts How with your you? boy, Mike. Uh, I've made it to a town. Traverse okay. Town. Traverse Town. Oh, Wait, yeah. That? No, I call it TT. I'm in T-Town. Oh, I can't wait. For- I, like, I'm T-time. in T-Town. Based, yeah, on, based on the things you discovered in that first stream, Dude, oh, yeah, Mike. you're about to be blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Let oh, everybody know, so top much. of the hour. Y'all can check that out on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.